Hi, I'm Sasha Merdala, and this is Grow Your Business Podcast, the show where we hear incredible marketing tactics to grow your business. For small business owners, entrepreneurs, and more, you will learn how to grow your business drastically. Let's dive in. With that being said, we're here with Christian from Codest, a software house specialized in building custom products from scratch. Hello, Christian. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for that. Uh, can you tell us a little about about what you do and how did you get into this industry? So um, I'm doing business development for a custom software development company called Codest. And how I ended up in this field was actually through uh, networking and referral. So um, in short, I attended a networking event where I was listening to the sales coach who has been consulting a lot of IT companies in his professional lives. And I heard his story. He... Um, did his speech and I connected with him after the event and I told him my story, what my background is and what I want to do. And we agreed to connect uh, again uh, a few weeks later. And then suddenly some three weeks later, I got an email from him with an introduction to a uh, CEO of a software house and we started talking. Um, that ended up being that I got on, on, on a call with the CEO. We had a chat. That went well. Then he invited me to the office uh, for for official interview, and that went well. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a call from him saying, "Yeah, we've been thinking about your application, and we're happy to give you a job." And I said, "That's super." Um, he gave me a written offer and everything to make it official, and I accepted it. And I left my corporate job at the time because I did not see a future in it um, given the pace that I want to progress in my professional life. So that's how I ended up there. So I have to ask you, what are some of the differences between a corporate world and a startup world? Uh, Corporate world is very structured, bureaucratic, and a lot of asking permissions and waiting and taking their time to do your things. I was doing some simple IT support work, very monotonous, same thing, same questions, same customers. It's like CD on a, on a repetition, like looping, literally. And, um, you know, um, I wanted to progress uh, professionally, but they had some internal rules that I have to wait six months to uh, apply for a new position. Internally, I was like, why? Well, rules are rules. So I left, you know, relate to a previous question. Small business field is much quicker. I had a direct contact with the CEO. If I need something, I ask him. Uh, Questions, talking is much quicker. All the colleagues are available there. All the people in different departments, the decision makers are like right there. The whole company can be on the floor. You see them in front of you. They're in this in a different room or something, but they're literally right next to you. And this is what I like more, that they are quicker in making decisions and giving feedback and just talking to you. And this is how I like my life. If something needs to be done, please make it quick. Let's not think about it for too long because that might cost money. So that, that's, that's my take. I agree. There's a huge difference. So what would you say to someone that's looking to transfer from corporate to startup? How, do, how, how should they make that uh, jump over? You need to be open to new things. Um, small businesses move and act much, much quicker. 
if you like that more fast-paced lifestyle in terms of your professional career, then small business is more for you. If you like certainty and safety, then I would say stay in a corporate world because they have resources in terms of money and learning internally and everything. If you want to do the same thing, you don't mind doing the same work for a year, two or three, stay in a corporate. It depends on your personal life. Are you, um, you know, are you financially doing well? Do you live paycheck to paycheck? What is your own personal background? Do you want to take the risk? Does your situation allow it? So this is what I would say. Um, are you ready for adventure or not, <laughs> actually? That's, so, a, that's yeah. a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. So in a nutshell, how does someone start a software development project? Um, it starts with a very detailed documentation and what we call in the industry specification. It basically tells you and anybody who's reading it what you want to build, how you want to build it, and why. Everything needs to be mapped out. It's like, you know, building a Lego structure out of all these small pieces. You have to define everything. You, you cannot assume anything. Um, when you, what you want to build, in, in what way features everything. It's like assembling a phone from nothing, a laptop from nothing, a car from out of all these pieces. It is very, very specified documentation. And when that is done, you take it to a team software house or a team of freelancers or whoever you want to work with. When they read it, they should not have any more questions. If they have, could be something easy, but nothing like, oh, how do you want to build this and this and that? Because that means you haven't specified that in your documentation, and that will just prolong the planning because planning is a vital part of the, um, of the process, and it makes the development part itself much, much easier and clarifies the whole roadmap for, for, for the software because this is a... Um, a long project easily could be depending on what you want to build. So that's, that's how you do it. Great. So what can a small or a large business learn about custom software with the current state of the technology? So depending on how active you are in the topic, there are a lot of technologies available on the market. Depending on the size of the company, um, it depends whether you have your development team in-house, you want to keep it in-house, or if you're open to consider a remote team, which in the professional world is called outsourcing. Uh, companies who have their development team hands full of work, they don't have their resources or skills or something to uh, you know, build um, their own software should consider. If you have the resources in-house, you should do it because custom software in general basically means you're building an application that does exactly what you want it to do it for you, whatever your business purpose or goal is. So depending on the size of the company, bigger company have, of course, in-house, most likely small businesses might have a few people. They might be open for remote team collaboration. It really depends what is your company's uh, business status and how open you are into getting external help or keep it internal. It's all individual um, situation and, and varies. Great. That's definitely some great value right there for all of us 
So what are some trends you're seeing in the tech world right now? Um, I see a lot of new technologies um, coming from like big companies like Fang that have, you know, different features you want to build. I have been following the field for a while now and I see machine learning, um, artificial reality, virtual reality, you know, in short, ML, AR, VR, and blockchain being discussed and how companies utilize these technologies into their applications. Uh, these are emerging topics, interesting ones. Some, you know, companies are already utilizing. Some some companies are thinking about utilizing. And then you have different frameworks and libraries, which are technical terms for new technologies, you know, coming out of JavaScript and these classic uh, technologies that, you know, people have heard of. So I'm interested to see how, how things will uh, progress in the upcoming years, but it's looking very interesting, more and more, activity in this field for sure. What do you think will happen with blockchain technology? I think it's an interesting technology for sure. I hear a lot of people talking about it in the software field and uh, I think there are many use cases where it can be utilized. Um, personally, I'm still learning about the topic myself, but you know, people are talking about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and such, which is, you know, a whole other topic uh, to discuss, but uh, to, to keep it brief, I'm curious what the next five or 10 years will bring into market, but I, I see it emerging um, for, for sure in the long run. So what are, what are three pieces of advice we can give to anyone looking to pursue this career? Uh, number one, I would say be naturally curious about new technologies because um, if you wanna become a developer or business developer, developer for a uh, software company, you will talk about software for sure, and the developers will, will work with the technologies that produces software. Be curious, um, be willing to um, learn technical terms and discuss um, technical terms in a conversation because, you know, decision makers, CTOs, product owners, CEOs and such um, can see if you know what you're talking about or if you don't. And building that um, knowledge in that field makes the discussion much easier. Um, a second thing I would say has to do more with the sales itself and it's being persistent. This is a field where the sales cycle is quite long. It, you need to build up your network. You need to provide value to your connections and be willing to help other people. And in the long run, you know that somebody will ask for your help and become your customer. But it starts from having the natural curiosity about the topic and even being able to code something. That's that's even good. And that's actually what I'm doing myself. And um, yeah, and the build up your network. Network with people, ask questions, talk to people, be curious about them. It all connects to each other and helps in the long run because this is a definitely like a running a marathon more than a sprint for sure. Remember, it's a marathon. It's a marathon. So that means this takes a while. If you're interested in this career, it takes a long time, whether you're in the startup world or the small business world, it takes a long time. What are two platforms people should use to get those sales if they're in this industry? Well, first off the bat is have a LinkedIn presence, network with people, offer help, uh, ask questions, just have a conversation with people. 
how is it going? What are your upcoming goals, challenges? It's like you want to make a friend who will eventually do business with you. This is, this is like for sure. Um, I would say that, you know, even Facebook, you never know where the person um, who wants to talk to you and do business with you comes from. You know, I listen to um, different um, salespeople and podcasts, and they say, be in the channel where the people who are interested in the topic are. They choose the channel, be there, because, you know, having that conversation is the most important. It doesn't matter whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn or email or WhatsApp phone, whatever, whatever platform it is. Be there where the potential customer is. Start by helping each other because eventually the food will uh, come to you, the goal, and somebody will say, hey, I remember you from this and this conversation. I might have something to somebody who you had a conversation two months or two years ago. You, you never know. You never know what happens tomorrow. Be open to talk because eventually it will help you. You just don't know how long it will take. Um, th that's my take. So uh, be there where the other people are. Guys, you must understand your target audience. Learn what platform they live on. Like Christian just said, that's the key. If you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to give us a ring. It really does help out the channel. And see you next time.